Welcome. I'm Lauren Rosen, licensed marriage and family therapist. And I'm Kelly Frankie, licensed marriage and family therapist. And this is Purely OCD. Kelly and I are OCD specialists who happen to also be in recovery from OCD ourselves. Each week we meet to talk about all things OCD, one topic at a time. You may notice we try to bring a little levity and humor to our discussion around this deeply painful disorder, as this has been a very powerful tool for our own recovery as well as our clients. We tend to cover obsessions, compulsions, and exposures. There's also a Q&A at the end. If you would like, you can join us in the future. We meet on Mondays at 1230 Pacific time on Instagram Live. And if you do find this podcast helpful, please leave us a review so we can gain more visibility to reach more people like yourself and help spread awareness of what it's like to live with OCD. Quick reminder, this is not intended as therapy or as a replacement for therapy. This is for educational purposes only. So without further ado, here is this week's episode. Greetings all, salutations, welcome to Purely OCD. Yes, I'm Kelly Frankie, and this is Lauren Rosen, and and we're here to talk about mental compulsions part two. We sure are, and I've got our list up and ready to go. Um, yes. So shall we? Shall we dive right in? Any thoughts before we get underway? Um, no. Let's just let's get in. Let's get dirty. Get, let's do let's it. get down and dirty. Uh, and if you have any questions, throw them in the the question mark situation area. Um, well, situation so the, area, that situ the, hmm, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, we did talk about rumination last time, if I remember correctly, yes. didn't we? Yeah. So we got a little bit into our second list. Cause I got to talk about cows chewing their food and then yep. chewing their food. Um, so the next on our agenda is mental rehearsal. Yes. So you want me to take that or do it? Okay, let's do it. Beast so mode. Me- mental rehearsal, folks, is when it's exactly how it sounds. So it's when we're rehearsing these events and going over ways that um, it could go and all the different scenarios in which it can go. Like, what if today when I see my daughter, I pick her up this way? how will I be? And how will, how will she respond? So it's more of this, this future rehearsing of events that haven't, and all the different variations, like choose your own adventure. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Trying yeah. to anyway, but Trying. like, like choose your own adventure books. Oftentimes with mental rehearsal, we go, we pick one, right? I don't know yes. if for those of us who have read choose your own adventure books as, as children, you pick one, you go, and then that, that version of the story ends and Mm -hmm. then you come back and then you choose another route and another route and another route, right? Like the mental, uh, rehearsal piece is going to keep, uh, you can, you can go in so many different directions with it. Well said. And, you know, honestly, those, I'm not going to lie. Those books I used to go through, because I wanted to know every single. That's it. So That's I, I mean. <laughs> like it never worked out for me because I was never satiated. I, I wanted to keep going with it and see, and see all the different directions. So exactly, because yeah. yeah, you need to figure out 
how it, it could all go. And this is all with the same aim, right? Yeah. To get yeah. to get some degree of certainty to quell the anxiety, the under, underlying uneasiness. Mm-hmm. What what themes do you see this popping up with most? Well, we definitely see it a lot in social anxiety. Um, totally. Which, you know, that's not straight up OCD, but all the ways that you're going to engage in a, a certain situation. Um, yeah. I mean, and they're cousins, basically. Social yeah, anxiety. they are cousins. Yeah, basically. they're cousins. Um, um, yeah. I think one of the ways it can come up is in the, like the moral scrupulosity way. Am I going to act in a way that is offensive? That's one that comes up a lot in that subtype and uh, trying to play it out in advance Um, or, and it really could come up in any subtype though. It really, yeah. Contamination even, right? Like Mm. what are all the ways that this could go wrong if I touch this at work instead of this? Right. Um, it, it, all of them. Really. Or yeah, like the, the, if I touch that, then what's going to happen next and what am I going to, it almost starts to bleed into tracing, which we talked about last week, right? like trying yep. to predict, okay, well, what are all the things I'm going to touch next and how could that impact me? All of that good stuff. Yep. 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 Totally. Yep. So what mental else? checking, which that's you girl go um mental checking the the way that we had talked about it in the context of this presentation was in maybe like a narrow scope we talked about emotional checking last week um and maybe we can do a nod at some point to the fact that you know these names are are somewhat arbitrary like the different subtypes that we talk about so it could like cover a broader range than, than just what we're going to discuss in theory. Um, but when we talk about mental checking, oftentimes that involves going back into your mind and almost checking your memories of mm-hmm. checking. So if you are prone to checking the front door, for instance, to make sure that it's locked, you might um, go back and check a memory of having checked the front door just to be sure that you did it. Right, which also leads to things like um, false memory, real mm-hmm. events, things like that, right? Is let me go back and check that memory and see if, if it's exactly how I remember it. Ooh. And all so the, good. the deets related to it. Yeah. And that's actually funny because moral scrupulosity just came up. That can come up there too, right? Like trying to review um or check back on a, a memory and say, Hmm, well, wait a second. Did I, uh, did I say something? Did I do something that was inappropriate or offensive against my morals? Right. But yeah, no, I think that you're so right on about the real event and false memory. Sucker. Bastards. That's a better word for it. Sucker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But then that leads nicely into the question of what memory hoarding is. Yes, memory hoarding. Think about it in like, in terms of hoarding items. This is just hoarding memories constantly and trying to track it all and almost have this inventory so you can go back and and say, oh, 
is that exactly how I remember remember like locking the doors of like feeling that lock feeling right mm-hmm. like remembering that or mm-hmm. what's another way it can come up um well uh so many ways I don't remember how we talked about it in the presentation but I think we actually maybe talked about it in the way that you just did what's interesting is it's it, I loved the way you were describing it because it kind of made me think it's like you're looking through a catalog of things like you save them all up and you're like all right well let's go to wednesday october 3rd <gasps> i don't know if that was a wednesday by like the way the Rolodex. exactly sorry yeah. first of all you can't see my fingers but um doing the rolodex motion but yes mm. so you're going through and you're like hmm well let's let's pull this one out and inspect it right like oh okay well not yeah I'm not, I'm not sure about that one. That seems like it doesn't indicate that I'm good. So I should probably go back over. And this is where they all dovetail into one another, right? You go through your memories and you're like, you find something and then it's mental review time because you want to go back and you want to light it up. That's right. That's right. Light it up. (laughs) OCD is all about lighting things up. Oh my gosh. Is it ever? Yep. Um, And remember the last thing really quickly is that last week, Lauren had mentioned this, and I think it might be good for those of you who maybe are just joining us for the first part of mental compulsions, because we talked about it last week, one, this is part two, that these are all like really loose ways of talking about this. Like these titles aren't official titles. Everyone talks about all OCD therapists might talk about these things. They might not be using the exact language. So don't get too caught up in the actual language, but it's more about these are ideas of what mental compulsive behavior looks like. And this is our cue to recognize it's compulsive so we can then intervene. But yes, they all just like content, right? Like, oh, this is harm OCD. Oh, this is pedophilia OCD. It's all just bleeding. It's a mess. Yeah. Don't get stuck in, in the details. Trying to label it. Cause mm-hmm. it, it's irrelevant. It's just, yeah. we're trying to point out ways in which the brain can be sneaky so that it doesn't fool you. Like, ha I see you heard about that. Kelly and Lauren were talking about that. <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but it doesn't matter. I'm still trying to get a, a certainty by yeah, some yeah. sort of mental process, Yeah, which is why I really love talking about rumination because it is in many ways, this big catch all that, so you don't necessarily need to get into the nitty gritty, just recognizing, oh, I'm churning over and over and over this. It doesn't yeah. matter if I'm churning over and over and over about the future with mental rehearsal or the past with mental review or churning over memories. It, it, it's yeah, all. that's the catch all is rumination, right? Anything done in your brain that <laughs> yes. you're chewing on, whether it's future <laughs> or past. Yes. Ah, uh, rumination, good times, except for not. Um, so, which leads us to compulsive prayer. Yeah. Are you up or am I up? I don't know. You're up. You're up. Who's on first? Uh, the I think I, I'd actually like to unpack this a little bit because I, I can see for a lot of people, prayer is obviously something that's really important to them. And so we, we don't want to be black and white about this. Mm -hmm. It's, 
a form of prayer that's really excessive and a quality that I think a lot of people can relate to when we, when we talk about compulsive prayer versus prayer that's, that's based on, on your values and what you, what you want is that it tends to be very hollow. It's not done with the intent of connecting to whatever God or, you know, the universe or what have you, it's done to keep things okay and safe or to drive away the discomfort that's associated with not knowing. Right. So I think it comes up a lot in, in magical thinking Yeah. OCD. So if somebody has worry thoughts, like I'm going to, I just did this. I don't know. I just uh, stepped through the doorway and a siren started blaring outside. And so now I have to say three Hail Marys and I have to say them perfectly. And I have to be, I have to be perfect with my meaning and intention behind every word so that my mother doesn't die. Yeah. Yep. So it's done to eliminate the anxiety right? It's yep. done in, with urgency and in, there's this intensity behind it. Like the, the content's a little hollow, but the feeling is like, if I don't, something bad will happen. And that's such a good point. It's, it's simultaneously <laughs> hollow, yet. Meaning, but it's also like, yeah, it's Doom. focused. Mm-hmm. It's right. just not focused on the thing that I think most people want prayer to be paid, to be focused on. Totally. And the rigidity of it, the fact that like how you mm-hmm. had said is like, I have to do it. I have to say it perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I have to say it with perfect intention. It's like, well, would the average person who's praying think like that? Likely not, right? Like they're <laughs> going to be okay with, you know, you missing a couple words or being distracted when you're doing your prayer or not having it be exactly at 9 p.m., right? Yep. There's definitely more room. Yes. So that's so true. And I think uh, I love what you said about that because uh, it, it is, it's like the that inflexibility with things is so characteristic of all compulsions, including this one. Mm-hmm. And it also, it's, it reminds me of compulsions related to rereading mm, when yep. it's like, I'm not sure that I'm getting the right information out of this. Like, I'm not sure that I'm focused correctly on this. And what if I missed something? I need to reread it. That mm. as you try to focus in on every individual word more and more, the more you lose the plot of the whole yeah. meaning and the more that you need to reread. So it sort of, it has that kind of flavor to it. Yeah. You're effed basically. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Abort it's, it's a trap. It's a trap. Abort. It's all a trap. Yep. What about scenario twisting? Ah, good old scenario twisting. <laughs> well, there this he is, is again. Yeah. And it kind of bleeds into again, that mental rehearsal, right? Is like, let me find ways that I can twist um, potential outcomes. And it could be from the past too, right? It's like, if last week when I went on this date, if um, Jim or Jimmy, I always use that name. I've yet to meet Poor one. Poor Jim. <laughs> Poor Jimmy. I don't even know Jimmy. 
but poor buddy. Um, He's so, having a hard time. Yeah. He just gets nailed constantly by me and my examples. <laughs> so Jimmy, what if I had said this to him instead? How would the outcome have been? Or in the future, how when I um, drive this direction or I choose Exxon instead of Chevron, which they're all a nightmare, just pick one. <laughs> oh. <Good point. laughs> there's a, there's no Jimmy. winning at the gas pump for sure. Or with Jimmy. Nope. No. So yeah. Uh, anything to add to that puppy? No, I think you crushed it. Okay. And let's, let's uh, round it out with some self-reassurance talk. Mm. Yeah. Mm. This, I think this one comes up so much. Just mm-hmm. wanting to go over the information in a, a way to make yourself feel better about the unknown. Like, yeah. oh, but that's not going to happen because this, that, or the other thing and whatever story you make up in your mind. Um, so for example, if you're worried that if you have POCD and you're worried about what you could do to a child that um, you might say, well, but I'm a really good aunt and I'm really caring and I, I've never, I've never harmed my niece. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't never harm anyone else. Right. Like Mm -hmm. that's an example of reassuring yourself, which, and I'd, I'd love to hear both your thoughts on, on self-reassurance as a whole, but also, um, the, the element of it, it, it makes sense to go over the rationality once as yeah. we talk about all the time. And I think in that, that, that initial reality check isn't the same as self reassurance. It's about going, okay, well, what makes sense here? But beyond that, if we continue to go back over and over that information, it becomes a real problem. Yeah. It's, anything that's in excess to what the average person would be doing. So if we're starting with cognitive restructuring and we're saying, well, this is likely an OCD thought and this is why it's like, it fits all the components. It feels urgent that you're engaging in this compulsive behavior, yada, yada, yada. Mm. Right. It's like, that's great. We want to reframe it and like call it for what it is. But at the same time, we also have to accept that, oh, well, maybe it isn't OCD though, right? It's like, it's possible it isn't. Because saying it's just, this is just OCD is a really common self-reassurance. It's like, <laughs> these thoughts aren't important. Like, this is really, a, that's good. But like you said, in small tidbits, it's good. It's when it becomes really just over the top and it's done to try to neutralize it and have total certainty that this must be true or false. Yeah. Gosh, that, that example is so important. The, the reassuring yourself that it's OCD because it, mm-hmm. it happens so much for people. I, like, you must watch it happen. So mm-hmm. you learn in the community, Oh, well, my thoughts don't necessarily mean anything. And you know, they're quote unquote OCD thoughts and mm-hmm. I, I can just ignore them and it's safe. And then it's like, but what if it's not safe? Right. And it, right. that's the problem is that if we say it's safe, we have to, we have maybe. to maybe uncertainty. Yep. We still have to, to leave in there the potential yeah. that it's not safe, that, that it's 
yeah. And the idea of an OCD thought from that standpoint, it's almost like a false dichotomy. It's to say that there's like thought, there's OCD thoughts and then there are normal thoughts. And right, right, the reality right. is like thoughts are thoughts. Thoughts are thoughts, man. Yeah. Memories are thoughts. Yeah, they are. <laughs> They're all private experiences. Oh, I love private experiences. So shall we answer some questions or do you want to wrap any, add anything else to that? The only thing I was going to suggest is, uh, well, do we have a bunch of questions? Cause maybe, maybe I haven't looked split. Through. Well, why not, why don't you look? Cause I was going to suggest that we maybe touch on a, a, a way to support people with mental compulsions. Um, but we can always, we can always do next week. Oh, well, not next week. Next week, actually, we have a special guest joining us. Uh, yes. Jen, Jenna Overbaugh will be here uh, of, uh, yeah, of Jenna Overbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jenna Overbaugh of Jenna Overbaugh. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. She, she works with no CD and she also has an Instagram presence. So she'll be joining us. We'll be talking with her. But maybe the week after we could talk about how, how we work with mental compulsions. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have a lot of questions. Well, then let's just dive into questions. Take a couple. Okay. So this one I like because I think, um, it, it kind of, let me read it to you. So mental review, always leading to catastrophe for me. My mind goes to the worst outcome. Um, some people actually use that word, like uh, catastrophic mental review or something. I've heard of it like that. Hmm. Well, it's like, I think that's kind of the example of how all this works. It ends up in like catastrophe, right? Generally. It, it generally, <laughs> mental review doesn't end in a positive, mm-hmm. right? Unless you're doing that whole thought replacement where you're replacing the bad with the good, but that ends up backfiring anyways. Yeah. Cause then you're going to get another bad thought and it's, yeah, it's a whole thing. Thoughts right. But yeah, th- that's a good It's point. like you're prepping yourself for the worst. For sure. And it's, it is sort of a safety mechanism, right? If I can make sure that I like, I ha- first of all, I have all of the information in place so that if the worst case scenario comes, like I'm all prepared for it and ready to respond, mm-hmm. but also, so I won't be too disappointed, right? Like I can somehow safeguard myself from future negative feelings, I think is part of the, part of the play there. Right. Um, yeah, but it never ends in daffodils and bunnies. Unless the bunnies are dead and the daffodils are covered with blood. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hello. Good morning, Monday. Okay. I have another one. Um, This person says, how do you know if it's mental compulsion or just a fact? So I would suggest going to watch our first part, part one on mental compulsions, because what we talked about in that one is pulling apart the obsession versus the compulsion. Um, But there's no mental compulsive behavior is just you. It's not about fact. It's about you attempting to get to some fact that hasn't yet occurred yeah. right or it, something that already did happen and we're trying to like negate it or 
figure it out in some way. And that's also impossible. So no, that's a good point. I think you're right. The, 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 the fear is that the obsession is a fact usually. Correct. And all of that to say too, it's important to remember that thoughts are like words in a book. The book can be fiction or nonfiction, but they're still just words. Right. So uh, that's the same thing with thoughts, right? Like it could, it could be factual, but it could not be. And all of it's just a story ultimately. Does that make sense? Yeah, it is. It's all this tale. The tale of the daffodils and the bunnies. Yeah. <laughs> and all we have is the present moment. It is a gift. It's why it's called the present. That's right. So no matter what the story and, and yeah. Okay. Oh, can I talk about helpful, unhelpful? That might be Mm -hmm. an important thing to touch on too, is that even if it is factual in the the happiness trap uh, by Russ Harris, he talks about the example of a woman who is single in her thirties and she's really disappointed. It's her birthday. She wants to be with somebody and, but she keeps sort of churning about the fact that she's single. And the idea is like, okay, there's a, there is a fact she is single. And she, she also would prefer not to be, that's her preference. Uh, but that, that fact, um, is not, it's not helpful to spend a lot of time reviewing that fact because one way or another, if, if she wants to find somebody reviewing the fact that she's single and like creating the, the horrible narrative of how she's going to be single and alone forever in her head is definitely not going to help in the quest to not be single. No, it doesn't like so, make Jimmy happen. It doesn't. It doesn't make Jimmy appear. Sweet Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy can be the the knight in shining armor <laughs> at the end of the, the anxiety tunnel. But yes, and obviously the example that I gave is much more of like sort of generalized anxiety. But oh, as it's we all the about, same. It's all the same. It's all the same. It's not Cousins. problem solving. Nope. Nope. Which, yeah, I think next time maybe we do do a part three because I think we're going to need more time to give concrete tools. Um, I agree. I agree. But I think I'm glad that you said problem solving because ultimately this is all problem solving gone awry. That's what mental compulsions and compulsions as a general rule are. Right. Um, And that leads to this question maybe. Maybe our last question of the day. Yeah. Um, When I have a sensation, I automatically try to figure out if I have cancer. So this is exactly what we're talking about, right? Is like, this is not help. This is not helpful. You thinking about it or you trying to figure it out isn't making you have cancer or not have cancer. Mm -mm. You either have it or you don't. And that's a scary reality to live with, but it's the only reality. Yep. It's the only reality we have. So, and I picked this one on purpose because it might, it's content that, you know, may or may not be like really, it might border on generalized anxiety and health anxiety or OCD. It kind of hits all of them, which is like, oh, you have permission now to ruminate on this because most people would ruminate on a thought like that if 
they were given some set of symptoms or a doctor alluded to something or they had a bodily sensation. But the reality is, yep. Of course. I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. Yeah, Like, of course you would and anyone would. And sorry, go back. You continue. Well, and, and we're not going to figure it out in our mind. We have to let a doctor figure that out. I've tried to figure out a lot in my mind about things that can't be figured out in there. It doesn't work out very well. I can speak from personal experience. Yeah, it doesn't. Nope. It does not (laughs) do that. Mm -mm. No, it turns out I can't diagnose myself in my brain. It's weird. Mm -mm. It doesn't have that answer. I tried to do that for nine months while I was pregnant Mm -hmm. and I ended up in ICU for a week. So not thinking about that obsession though, not thinking about what was really going on. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that crazy? That's the funny thing is that we, we think that we are so capable of figuring all this stuff out when there are way too many, there are way too many factors. There's okay. Have you, have you heard about this new movie, the, um, every, everything everywhere all at once? No, I don't hear about any new things. Okay. Let me tell you about this, the new thing. So I went to see it, uh, and it was great. And the movie is about basically a woman in the multiverse Mm, and Yes. And there's, there's this like sort of interdimensional play of things, but you see all of these different universes Mm -hmm. and one of the universes, they have hot dogs instead of fingers. (laughs) So their fingers are like hot dogs. And obviously it's like, it's very funny to watch this, but I think the the point that like, you can't imagine all of the ways that like, that things could play out. Right. Like it just, it's, not, I never, I've thought about so much stupid stuff over the years. Yeah. Never once had I thought, what if my fingers were hot dogs? Not never until never. I saw this movie. So yeah. If you or, think that you can figure out everything, you know, you can't, you can't You're wrong. Yeah. And even if you have like this slight idea of like, um, well, you know, this person usually responds this way. If I say that it's still, you've already, we've already gone too far. Yeah. We've already gone too far. We just have to be present and that's very scary. We just have to be super aggressive. Here we are for present moment, present moment. Now, if you're like going and you have to move, it's like, okay, well, I roughly know the things that have to get done. These are the steps I'm going to take to get them done. That's problem solving. That's yeah. not mental compulsive behavior, but it can tip. It can still tip. Oh, it can. It can. So, yeah. It's all in the, as you were saying earlier, it's like the rigidity, the excessiveness, the the quality of it mm-hmm. uh, and, and the effectiveness of it. If, if it's not doing anything, if you're not getting any more marrow out of going over it for the 15th time, you might want to consider doing something else instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, speaking okay. from, from personal experience as well as professional, like I'm not, I'm not casting aspersions here. I get it. It's hard. Yeah. It's really hard when you're in it and it, the pull to do it is. Yeah. It's intense. It's intense. It so stay strong out there. Warriors stay strong, fight the good fight. That's right. So next week we're going to have Jana on. Yep. 
and the following week, part three, mental compulsions. Watch out world. We're going to start talking about how to deal with those suckers. Yeah. Good to see you. In the meantime, always good to see you. And I hope everybody has a lovely week. Yes. Have a good week. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Just as a reminder, this podcast is not therapy, nor is it intended as a replacement for therapy. If you need further support, we encourage you to seek treatment with a registered professional who specializes in OCD. If you have a moment, we'd love to hear what you think. Feel free to leave us any feedback by reviewing us on your podcast app of choice. You can find past episodes on our website at purelyocd.com. Remember, this podcast is for you, so please let us know what you would like to hear. We want to make our message as helpful as it can be. We hope you will join us in the future as we continue our discussion on all things OCD.